This is Geek Gamer Weekly, episode number 35, 1 versus 100, recorded for Monday, August 2nd, 2010. This show is brought to you by GoToMeeting, gotomeeting.com slash techpodcast. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. That's right, weekly, not not radio, because I, I don't know what that means. We're like that. We're like that. We're, we're hip. We're now, we're cool with the kids. It's time for a show where we talk about anything in regards to geeking and gaming. Uh, first off, starting us off, as always, we go to him, Mr. John Kessler. What's up, John? Where? Wait, 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 we do? What? Yeah, we always start with John. Where's he at? Oh, oh. That guy. Hi, yes. John's hiding under his hat again. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, it's better than the alternatives. That's right. We need to get powder for that bald spot. All right. <laughs> Howdy. Uh, also joining us fresh off a of Sounders victory against the San Jose Earthquakes. Yeah, Miss- thank you. I did that, that goal. That's yeah, right. You can see he's, he's ecstatic over there. You're the one who got <laughs> Freddie Lumberg traded. Umberto Lenzi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, what's up? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Don't sound too excited. Uh, jo- <laughs> I forget what this show's about. That's right. No, it's about excitement. No. Yeah, it's been like two weeks or something like that yeah. since I've been on. That's right. Joining us as well from the confines of Oregon where they don't pay a sales tax. Hey. That's true. Kyle McDaniel. What's yes! up, Kyle? What's up? Not much, man. Just hanging out, huh? I am just by myself, chilling. That's great. That's awesome. Yes. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. Isn't that uh, a, f- a name of a feminine product? Uh, there you go. <laughs> David Miller. from <laughs> This is this is terrible. From WastedSeconds.com. What's up, David? Uh, I don't know yet. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> We're going to see what happens. Oh, this is going to get better and better all the time. Um, and I, I like to take this now opportunity. Uh, and I've been practicing this all 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 day. Oh, so you rehearsed? I rehearsed. Oh my goodness! I, I have a script. I, you know, <laughs> if anybody's watching the video, they'll see my script. It's the first time he had a, had a script for anything. <laughs> Show notes. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy, it's like we're like a morning show, but it's like in the evening. Um, you you have may heard this voice uh, from from coming from your television screen, not not necessarily from from Comedy Central or any other television commercial that you've seen in, in the local or national media. Hell, you might have even heard this voice on ESPN Radio in Seattle. In Seattle. I already screwed that up. You're from Ballard, right? I'm from Ballard. Don't screw this up for me. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> Get Dom on the, the only phone. thing I got going right now. Crying out loud. That's right. As part of his work release program, we bring to you... Mr. Chris Cashman from the former One vs. One Hundred. Yay! Yay! For me. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Hey guys, <laughs> what's up, Chris? How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, okay, I'm lying. I'm doing. I'm doing really bad, you guys. Uh, <laughs> you probably read about it, um, and I don't want to. I don't want to cry through your entire podcast, but. Uh, Call now. All right, but I and might. You can bring your donation to 
Chris you know, really Cashman Foundation. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. You can pass around a hat. That's right. <laughs> you know, you know, we're 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 you know we're, we're we're young guys. You know, we 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 scrap up this equipment from radio stations that throw it out in the garbage, and, <laughs> and we do a show. And uh, right. So so Chris, I mean. Uh, obviously, you got some time now uh, to to spend with us. Uh, unfortunately, why do I? Why? What happened? What What's going on? I mean, one versus one hundred. You know, we had this feeling. You know, a lot of us we we would on you know Tuesday nights, Friday nights, yeah, uh, eight o'clock Pacific Standard Time. That's right. Uh, hang out with you and the computer generated Jen. And, mm-hmm. and <laughs> no, that was her. That was live. She was just very predictable. <laughs> <laughs> snowman. Forget that Christmas snowman. That guy was awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And well, I mean, you said it. You said it. What happened? Yeah. You know, it's like I stand in front of the mirror, night after night after night. It's like the movie Candyman, and, but instead of saying Candyman, I just say, "What happened? <laughs> what happened?" What happened? And I wait for <laughs> wait an for image to appear, like a Major Nelson, to explain it to me. And then a but no bar. image appears. It's just me in my tears, <laughs> night after night. Uh, so, so first off, you know, I like to take that, move it to the side for a second, and and really talk about you and how how you got involved. I mean, how sure. how did you? I mean, first off, I know video game, game shows, yeah, they don't grow on trees. They don't happen. Microsoft yeah. taking a leap, going out there. How did you get involved with Microsoft and, and get that opportunity? Uh, it was an exhaustive worldwide search of the most talented people. <laughs> and after grueling rounds and you know, tens of thousands of people uh, fighting for this opportunity. Big names? They, huge you know, names? Huge, massive names. Of some of the biggest names in all of entertainment. Uh, Trebek, fact, formerly, <laughs> formerly one of the biggest names, uh, Jared Fogle, who's now one of the skinny <laughs> names, subway guy, uh, may or may not have tried out for the show. Uh, no, actually, it was uh, just sort of like I guess any show would be. They they put out uh, word that they were going to do a video game game show, and you know what? Uh, better party two years ago, that didn't really mean a whole lot. I was like, what does that mean? What? But it sounded fun. It sounded intriguing, and. Uh, they were gonna willing to see me, so I just kind of went in, and uh, it was, uh, you know, not even keeping any trade secrets. I don't, I don't remember a lot of the specifics of it, but it was sort of, you know, absurd situational conversation that they brought up of, you know, what would you do if this happened? Go talk for three minutes about it, you know. So it was sort of a uh, really just trying to see what people would do and, and if how you would act on your toes. I think, and hmm. it really was sort of a process of. You know, let's find somebody who's comfortable in their own skin, who can talk to people and, uh, you know, who, if everything came crashing down in flames, uh, could keep going with it, you know? And so, so through a couple of rounds of auditions, uh, I just kept showing up and, uh, you know, for whatever reason, they chose me as the guy. And, uh, it was, it was definitely a learn on the job situation. I didn't really know what it meant other than, it was going to be this video game game show, and then they eventually gave me some literature on one versus one hundred. I was familiar with it because of the TV show, mm-hmm. uh, and it, you know it wasn't like a go home and watch episodes of the show. It was more of here's how the sh- how the game works, the formatics of it. Here's the rules. Figure that stuff out first, and then you know everything else from there was sort of learn on the job. Now, now obviously with one versus one hundred originally being done by one of the Awesome comedic greats, Mr. Bob Saget. Yeah. 
How, how did you when when you when you heard about it, it's one versus one hundred and you're like all right now I gotta try to be like Bob or, or bring your own <laughs> yeah really yeah <laughs> maybe not all the way but <laughs> no I didn't feel any pressure to do that because this very clearly was its own thing and especially since it was going to be you know on Xbox I knew it was going to be reaching a different audience for the most part and it was it really was its own thing and so. Fortunately, no, I didn't feel any pressure to to live up to any sort of standard. It was really like, hey, we're creating something. It might it might as well have been brand new in my mind, hmm. uh, and we got to kind of just create it. And they really let me be me. You know, in the beginning, I wasn't sure what I was going to get to say and do, and until you know, some guys in black suits would show up and say. <laughs> Uh, about that particular reference, Chris, we're <laughs> uncomfortable with that at Xbox, but they weren't, they were very cool and uh, really just kind of got out of the way. I mean, there was obvious parameters, uh, but for the most part, it was just kind of like a, let's make this thing happen together. And we all kind of just played our particular roles and it was, you know, a kick in the pants. Well, was there any times, uh, during the course of, of the show that, you know, like you said, the black suits of Microsoft coming down at you, did they ever... Uh, say, you know, hey, you shouldn't have done that or you ever got in trouble or, you know, obviously since it's a live show, some things could slip. Anything bad happen at all? Yeah. No, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, th- there there were moments like that where you'd wonder if, if you know, could, could something go wrong? It is live. I was never worried about myself. I was worried about, you know, if we had a guest or, you know, if I got somebody on the phone, what would they say? Uh, you know, because for me, that's just not the way I operate. You know, I'm, uh, you know, a humorous guy by nature, but I don't like to work dirty. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't worried about any references and I wasn't worried about offending anybody because that's just not my style. I, I like to to have tasteful fun. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a family guy. And so so I wasn't worried about it on my behalf. And I had done enough things live to where I was very comfortable in, you know, that context. But but, yeah, there definitely was some worry over. The unknown factor, you know, what could happen, who could get through. And quite frankly, some of the most nervous moments were in restaging when somebody would be selected to be the next one. Uh, every now and again, somebody would get through who either had a controversial oh, you know, uh. gamer, gamer tag <laughs> or or a provocative gamer tag. There's there's a couple key lines, which I don't need to repeat. Hey! I'm so happy you remember that particular reference. Of course. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so those were the moments really that that you know after one or two happened i went oh never occurred to me that that could happen i guess i have to quickly screen and then decide if i want to say this out loud uh you know <laughs> and so then it became this whole game of wait i think this person is trying to be suggestive with this gamer tag do i do i say it do i say it wrong intentionally or do i avoid it altogether you know and, and decide all of that within a split second so uh, I that want, became a game for sure. You know, I, I wonder how much money Microsoft made out of people changing their gamer tags just for the purpose of trying to get on one versus one hundred <laughs> to get you to stumble. <laughs> you know, in fairness, I, I absolutely wondered those kinds of things behind the scenes. I thought, you know, is there going to be people out there who are who, who realize, hey, I'm pretty good at this. I I might get in in the circle here. I might be the one. I'm just in case I do. I'm going to change it to something smarty pants. Um, there was somebody. Um, I, I and it could have been coincidental, but I think towards the end of season two, there was like there was somebody who was a Chris Smashman. Yes, and I remember. I assumed, of yeah. course, that was a joke. But it was one of those where I was laughing. Uh, you know, kind of even off the air and and kind of flattered by it. But at the same time, I remember thinking. 
oh, great, this is going to get all of the, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists going. They're going to think, oh, this is rigged, man. That guy got in there because he's kissing up or, or you know, that's <laughs> one of their people. But it was legitimate. It was just somebody who happened to be very good. They scored well and, uh, and probably at some point redid their name uh, to get on there. And it, it, it was funny. So, so, you know, not a moment that I had to avoid, but I definitely did have those uh, – you know, inner dialogues with myself, wondering if, uh, you know, what was going to pop up next? Was it one I was going to have to worry about? What did it mean? And, and even quite frankly, I was wondering, are some of these going to be things I'm not hip to? You know, <laughs> is this going to be some new raunchy slang <laughs> slang term that I'm not hip to that I'm going to say? And everybody's going to go, don't you realize what you've just said? But, uh, you know, so there was definitely a roll of the dice sometimes. You know, and and talking about, you know, names that try to trip you up, there, you know, we we played a lot. Uh, A lot of us did. Maybe except for David. David played like once, but, uh, yeah, David. Likes a quitter, David. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But a lot of us played Extended Play a lot. Yeah. To try to get onto the show. And, you know, we'd see a lot of names over and over again. One of them that always stuck out for us was a patch of blue. Right. Um, I, you, I don't know if that name rings a bell for you, but. Well, of course, because it was yeah. an insider with an Xbox. It was a complete rig. Oh, really? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys thought you got you the exclusive. for it. <laughs> no, I say that because I assume that's where you were going with it because there's tons of conspiracy theorists on that one, and that's one of those names that people would email. And even after the announcement went out that the uh, you know show was going to go away, I saw on message boards people saying, I wonder how Patch of Blue is going to take this. Uh, so you know, a lot of people assumed that that was like an insider or – you know, that it was rigged. And, and a lot of people were, we'd get messages all the time. Said, Kick that person off. They cheat and all of that. Uh, you know, you, you got to give Microsoft as a company some credit. Uh, yeah. they, they, they mind their P's and Q's. They have this all figured out way before the show ever goes into production. So I certainly, from my standpoint, can say, uh, no, there was no rigging involved whatsoever. They, they had everything, you know, all, all the T's crossed and all the I's dotted in terms of legalities and how it works. And so whoever that person was, just, However, they were doing it. Either was very, very smart or very, very good at tricking everybody. Now, during the show, did they ever? Uh, obviously, uh, you know, you got designers, you got people there. Can you take yeah. us through the day in a life of of Mr. Chris yeah. Cashman at One Versus One Hundred? Like you, what, would you commute over there from doing ESPN and just yeah, you just show up and say, "I'm here." <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? That's funny because uh, some people I've talked to are like, "Oh man, you you got to be bummed. It's going away." The biggest bummer to me of you know the idea that the show's going away it is that that reality that i would sometimes get to sit back every now and again and go look at this this is insanity this is like this is like my job really and you know and i'd get emails and people texting into the show or emailing the show saying saying as much going man you have the greatest gig in the history of man uh, and it's true i mean the average day would be you know what two days a week you know uh, tuesdays and fridays what we ultimately ended on yeah, I would drive in a couple of hours before the live show. You know, if it was on, a, you know, if we were going live at eight o'clock, uh, you know, Pacific Standard Time, I would show up a couple of hours before, and we would just talk about, you know, various things. You know, if we were going to do any extra giveaways, if there's anything uh, out of the ordinary I needed to know, anything we were going to promote, uh, you know, any little notes I wanted to make for myself, you know, things on uh, extended play or guests that we had coming up. Um, so it was kind of a bizarre, surreal experience because, yeah, I would show up to uh, Microsoft Studios and uh, go into a giant audio room where there was, I don't know, I had a crew of about six to eight people on any given show. And, uh, you know, guys 
pushing buttons and you know a lot of the guys who quite frankly i wasn't totally sure what they did <laughs> it was like they were like they were ba- i mean not not in a bad way but i mean they were like backups you know to to avenues of technology that i wasn't totally hip to i mean guys who were monitoring feeds and and you know literally speaking you know code i you know and stuff that i was totally unsure of but uh they were all kind of doing their own particular things to make this all work in, in testing various things before we went on the air with latency and what is the you know what what's the latest and uh so i would go on and just get to say hi to everybody we'd all hang out and we usually have dinner before the show and then uh, about a half an hour, 20 minutes too, we'd kind of all get in pole position and I'd get in the studio and make some little notes to myself. I'd sit in the booth and, uh, you know, although it was a very different experience from what people at home were, you know, you're at home on your couch or wherever, uh, you know, I was in uh, an audio booth. But at the same time, I was doing the exact same thing. I had the game in front of me and, uh, you know, if it was extended play, I had that up and running and I could see what was going on and, uh just like everybody else, I was sort of waiting until right at eight o'clock and it would say log in, you know, and then I'd log in. Uh, the only thing that was different is that I would have uh, some what we called host tools on my end, some extra stats and things that I could see that people at home, of course, couldn't see so that, you know, I, I could be hip to soon as the one was selected, usually, you know, fraction of a second or a second or two before the person was put up on the screen, I could see who it was. So sometimes, you know, you might have noticed that I would I'd say, you know, uh, you know, so and so is the one right before it would show them on screen because I would see that come up. Um, I could see, you know, how many people were playing and, uh, we've had a live, a live ticker. And that was one of the biggest kicks I would get was when we first started this, you know, you, you just don't know. Is this going right. to work? Are people going to show up? This is right. the first uh, experiment in, in this fashion. If they put out a game like a TV show, you know, appointment gaming, will people show up and play it? There was only one way to find out, you know, and that was trial by fire. So, we just started doing it, but it was really a kick to get on, to be standing there at 8 o'clock. They'd fire off the music. They'd give me the high sign, and I would just start talking in this microphone, you know, knowing that in theory there was people out there. Right. But I was never exactly sure. And so for that first minute or two, I would watch this, what looked like a speedometer, just going, just spinning. <laughs> you know? you know, like the old school ones, more like an odometer, you know, where it's just numbers spinning. Wow. And it would be 5,000, 6,000. And as I'm saying, you know, welcome to one versus 100. And I'm, you know, welcome, make yourselves comfortable. And sometimes I was kind of almost, you know, intentionally stretching because I'm watching the numbers you know, go by on. the seconds, you know, more <laughs> thousands of people joining on. So I'm thinking, you know, don't spill your guts yet. <laughs> you know, for 30 Pace seconds yourself. from now, there'll be another 5,000 people here. So that was really, you know, it's hard to put it into words, but it was really cool to see. And then, uh, you know, in certain shows and on certain nights, it, it became, you know, a different learning experience because we'd say, wow, you know, that, you know, that night it took us 20 or 30 minutes to really get a big audience. That night we had, a, you know, massive audience within like seven seconds, you know, like seven minutes. What's going on? So, um, you know, the average night was anything but the usual. But in the bigger picture, I was seeing the same things that you guys would, uh, other than the fact that, you know, I had this kind of crew around me and I got to see this technology from inside that was quite remarkable. What was the what was the biggest night? I mean, like the the was it the season finale of season two, or what was like the biggest night you guys ever had? Do you remember? No, uh, biggest night in terms of numbers. Yeah, like you know, players. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I, you know, I don't know specifically, but I do know that we, uh, which you can look it up, and it's pretty cool. We did get into the Guinness Book of World Records, uh, the gaming edition, for the most live players of you know any 
That's right. I remember that live experience with like, I think it was like 114,000 or something like that all playing at once. And, uh, you know, and and in many aspects it was cool because I think in a lot of ways this was under promoted. You know, I, Mm. I don't think a lot of people really knew about one versus 100, you know, live. I mean, a lot of people had live and some people stumbled across it, but especially after it got announced that it was going away, I, I, I've heard from a lot of people, uh, you know, all over my life that were either, you know, hey, I only got to experience it once or, you know, I, I feel embarrassed. Why didn't I know about this? I have this and I didn't know. So I think for, you know, a really, you know, uh, you know, early experiment in this technology and perhaps under promoted, uh, it was wildly successful and was, you know, just like <laughs> so cool to get to do on a weekly basis and to know the people and, you know, across the U.S. and in Canada were all playing at the same time and laughing and, and you know, getting annoyed at the same things and uh, getting frustrated by the same questions. And uh, yeah. it just was it just was a kick. It really was. It was kind of contagious because I think a lot of people at first didn't want to dig it and kind of thought, ah, this is trivia, boring. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because I heard that from a lot of people. And then, you know. My wife's not into gaming, but I, you know, I convinced her to check it out in an extended play. And like a lot of people, she did. And then two hours later, we're still sitting there on the couch and she loved it. <laughs> right. So you can't help but start to kind of get into it and enjoy it. And you're learning something and then you realize you can compete with your buddies. And so it becomes kind of this fun, you know, goofy <laughs> experiment. And, uh, and a lot of parents, frankly, too, would write in and say, you know what? This is so great because. I've been fighting my kid to get off of the Xbox. <laughs> and they said, you know what? It's this great compromise because we can do this. So he's on the Xbox. He's happy. But at the same time, I'm with him. And technically, he's learning stuff. You know, so. Yeah, um, David tried that. He got mad because his daughter was beating him. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of that, too. A lot of people were like, man, this was not supposed to go this way. Like, I actually <laughs> quite stupid. <laughs> Now yeah. you, you mentioned your your family uh, family man. I mean, do you have chill, uh, ki- uh, kids, uh, Chris, or is it just you and no, the wife? I have, or? I have two daughters. Yeah, were they playing along as well? No, they were. They're too little. Oh. Too little to play. They're they're you know tiny <laughs> tiny little ones. <laughs> um, but uh, but my my oldest Maddie is three, and she uh, which I had them. I think they put it in my bio, and it was true because uh, when this first thing was happening, when this was all first happening, and I was getting my Xbox set up here at home and I was getting online and checking it out. Um, I brought up the screen with my avatar on it and she, you know, at that point in time was sort of just learning how to talk really. Yeah. And she looked at the screen and started waving. It was like, hi daddy. Oh, this is crazy. Really? <laughs> uh, and then I realized too, you know, I could toggle the, you know, the controller and make it wave back, which she still makes me do. Or <laughs> even doing Netflix or something. So I told him, I said, you know what? I, I just had this weird goosebump feeling at that moment that I thought, wow, you know, I have a feeling I'm about to be a part of something really, really cool. Hmm. You know, this technology that I assumed this was going to be just like anything else where five years from now I was going to be like, wow, how corny is that? That, you know, it was like the first. And back then I was all impressed, you know, (laughs) people were all impressed by it, Mm. you know, before it becomes the normal. But I I just really got that vibe then and there that I thought, you know, this is totally cool what I'm about to be a part of. And uh, who knows where where it'll go. I mean, I really did think that right up until – the announcement that it was going away, I knew it was, you know, it was a flip of the coin with how these things work. You know, who knows how many factors they had to to, to go into this. But I, I thought all along, I thought, you know, this is something I could be doing for 10 years yeah. or it could go away tomorrow. It's just, it, you know, I said it, it's just going to be one of those things where either either it's going to go away for any number of reasons 
or it this could be you know the the who would have ever seen it coming part of my career you know that i would be doing and you know i'm yeah. i'm a live video game game show host yeah three things i mean uh three comments i mean of course your your voice becomes an imprint on that show and then essentially everyone oh yeah it's chris cashman one versus 100 you know that that type of impression and then uh the second one is for the people who play seen it that whole group that plays the game seen it which is essentially uh yeah. a movie it's only movies as far as right. trivia and that that crowd is going to be eating it up and then right. well they should have just put they replace Sprint and put AT and T in there, and then you probably had the the biggest show ever. <laughs> <laughs> so the Sprint Theater, that's right, the retired Sprint Theater. Was was it a problem for for Microsoft? I mean, I don't know if you're privy to it, but was it a problem for Microsoft to get sponsors and get the show more backing to to make it more popular? Like you said, marketing and that sort of thing. Well, you know, I mean, I I'm not privy to that info, but I mean, logic tells me, of course, yeah. you know, with any business model, they got to get it paid for, and um, my my gut, my instincts tell me that they had a challenge going out and selling it to traditional clients because you know what is it? It's a game game show on Xbox. I could see those meetings being kind of awkward with the salesperson <laughs> trying to get you know whoever, you know, to, to hand them tens of thousands of dollars to be a sponsor, uh, which I think is too bad. And, and I think it's one of those where it, it perhaps was a victim of being the first of its kind and maybe a little too ahead of the curve. Mm. You know, it, you know, almost like podcasts, what you guys are doing. You know, a few years ago, people would be like, a podcast? Come on. But it, it's become so legitimate now. I mean, it, you know, look at us having a conversation, all of us in different places on our computers, you know. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's 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 blown up and a couple of years ago i don't think people would have taken it serious and that it's legitimate now a lot of big names and big time comics and people have podcasts with massive audiences and they have sponsors it's coming in the and, tail end of things yeah, yeah. And, the, and the model is changing so i have a funny feeling that they were up against a wall trying to get people to understand what exactly this one versus 100 thing was it might have been hard to monetize in that sense and get it which i think is too bad because i think to the contrary, it should have been the easier thing because every day TV stations, radio stations are going out saying, hey, advertise with us. Here's our audience, you know, based on ratings, which are really just guesstimates, you know. Uh, well, you know, it's really just, you know, based on 100 households, we're going to say that this many people, I mean, this many millions were watching this show versus one versus 100 live on Xbox. We knew exactly how many people were playing. Yeah. You know, we had the stats. We had the data. People were logging in on purpose, not just. You know, you, you, we couldn't compete with a TV audience. You know, we didn't have millions of people at the same time. Right. But we had a pretty significant audience on any given night, and they were there on purpose. You know, these people were there passionate. They didn't have the TV on in the background. Mm -hmm. They logged in and were there and staring at this TV. Yeah. So to me, I think that's too bad because, uh, you know, all it would have taken is some really smart advertisers to say, wow, I think we're going to get some pretty good bang for our buck because these people are going to be there and they're going to see this. And these are the people who have paid a subscription for live, you know, so they've already proven that they will spend money if there's something they want. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so, and again, this is me speaking out of turn. This is just me guessing. Sure. But yeah, I, I assume maybe it was a bit of an uphill battle for them to figure out how exactly to get it paid for. Yeah. Well, you know, it seemed like they were kind of a captive audience, but you also had just kind of your limited time slots, you know, versus right. doing the TV where, um, where I work, we've done, we've actually done a, a TV commercial. Um, they've had stuff on the buses, 
running around Seattle. But yeah, with this, I mean, it's like you're, you got only an X amount of time for that. I mean, even though on the login screen where you're, or you're sitting in the lobby and stuff, you got stuff going on in the background. Right. But they are pretty much limited to how much, how much exposure and you start getting a couple different, uh, you know, sponsors going through there and then you're going to be buying for time. Right. Uh, who gets, who gets, who gets the prime time? Whoever's got the biggest budget. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. So you got lucky with Sprint. I mean, Sprint came forward and say, hey, you know, we want to sponsor the theater. We were going to put these little ads and commercials in. You know, I, I remember yeah. uh, being like a sponge, you know, I mean, remembering every single Sprint ad there, there was because <laughs> it's all, it all was. And then you had the, the few, uh, I was it progressive ads, I think that they were in there. Yeah. And, I yeah, mean, I think in the beginning we were probably driving people nuts. Yeah. Because, you know, like, like any new startup, it was sort of like, you know, a couple of commercials, but that's why by, by season two, you know, once we really got our training wheels off, we were able to produce our own commercials. You know, we were able to put promos, mm. you know, with, with me and the flesh actually in them. And, uh, and they were able to bring in some more people and at least, uh, you know, make them more of a, a rotating thing. But that was also one of those things that I learned. Um, you know, I never made any specific references to commercials or things, which in a way I wanted to because I thought, you know, hey, I'll, I'll scratch the client's back a little bit. You know, if there's that DiGiorno commercial on there, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I'll come out and make it, make a joke about it, but in, in a fun way and, and, you know, kind of give them more attention. Uh, but I guess part of the technology, uh, which again, you know, is way over my head is a lot of those commercials were going out to different houses differently. In other words, not everybody was seeing that exact same commercial. Oh, really? I mean, you guys were seeing some of them. Some people were seeing other stuff. So ah. that's why I was never making references to to that stuff. Or, or, you know, if there was a commercial break that was all promos with me in them, I wouldn't say, well, hey, look at me. Wasn't I fantastic? <laughs> uh, for the most part, because I, I was at least informed uh, at some point that, no, not everybody's seen that same thing. So, again, you know, another part of the technology. We're sitting here with uh, Mr. Chris Cashman, the uh, unfortunate former host of the former show, One Versus 100. <laughs> oh, it's too soon. I know. <laughs> it's too soon. It burns. Well, I got to tell you, uh, not too long ago, though, which was cool, while we were in hiatus, <laughs> in between uh, what I guess was our swan song season, hmm. uh, I was uh, in San Diego for some work, and I was at the airport. And uh, it was so great because I'm just walking through the airport and I'm with a couple other people, uh, an actor guy I work with and a, and a female uh, kind of a model. We were there doing some convention together and we're walking through uh, the San Diego airport and this girl goes, Chris Cashman, Chris Cashman. And I stop and I look over and, and I'm thinking, where's somebody that I know? And I don't see anybody that I know. And some girl kind of, you know, comes out of the crowd and goes, you're Chris Cashman. I said, yeah. She goes, Oh my gosh, my boyfriend and I play one versus 100 all the time. That's why I'm here. And I'm not doing her accent because she had a pretty thick New York accent. But she's like, yeah, that's why I'm here. He's stationed here. I'm from New York. I just flew in. I'm, I'm going to meet him out front. He's not going to believe it. He's not going to believe it's you. And, I said, and, and so I said, that's very cool. That's that's great. And I said, but I got to ask you, how, how did you know it, it, it was me? And because uh, I thought, you know, even from the commercials and stuff, there's no way, right? right. And she said, oh, no. Um, the guy over there by the door, he has a sign with your name on it. And I guess <laughs> oh. randomly, the, the car they had sent for us, they had put my name on the on the guy's thing. So there was a like, you know, what looked like a limo driver standing there with a the thing that said Chris Cashman. She said she was standing there waiting for her baggage, saw that sign and thought, I wonder if it's the same guy. I'm going to stand here and see if it's the same guy. And she said, <laughs> so you walk by and I recognize you from the game. And I went, wait, that's him. So that was sort of one of those cool eureka moments where, you know, I was able to 
you know, totally in another state, in another city, mm-hmm. put, you know, somebody who the game meant something to in context, you know, and to see, a, you know, an average face of somebody who was like, no, I do this all the time. That's you know, awesome. my boyfriend. He's coming to pick me up. We play it all the time. And uh, it just it meant a ton to me because it was cool to get to lay eyes on somebody because I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there in the booth and I see, you know, the numbers of how many people are playing. But, I, you know, I don't really ever get to. Right. There's no than, sense of you know, connection. I'm, really, I mean, so. I'm seeing emails, but I'm not really seeing anybody. Or, you know, that's why I think early on at one point I asked him, I said, hey, do you guys mind if I say, you know, email a picture, you know, take out your phone, take a photo, send it in. It was really, you know. A selfish act just because I wanted to lay eyes on people. You know, I thought, mm-hmm. who, who are these people? And I, and I, it was really neat to see everything from, you know, three dudes on the couch, uh, to a family to, you know, it was all over the gamut of these people were sending in photos of themselves and, and, you know, what their setup was like and how many people they're playing with. So, hmm. uh, it just was, it wasn't, it didn't take very long for me to realize like what an extraordinary opportunity I had, you know, for however long it was going to last. I thought this is super cool. I, I know that Kyle, uh, you know, when we used to play on, uh, you know, Friday nights especially, Kyle, you you would take pictures. You of you chilling on the bed, watching Chris on on television, uh, playing the game, right? Trying trying to find one right now. I'm trying yes. to find that snowman. <laughs> <laughs> I have that snowman somewhere. The snowman. <laughs> snowman? Uh, you know, you know, Chris. Wait I actually, a minute. So you're saying he would take photos of himself on his bed <laughs> while he was watching me? Yes, I, I, was, bad. I was waiting to hear the one that the went. Story. If you don't finish the story, I'm afraid Chris Hansen from Dateline NBC is going to rush my front door. Why don't you have a seat right over there? Why, yeah. why don't you? Can I read you some of these emails? <laughs> no, please don't. I actually, uh, you know, I very almost religiously, I, I play extended play. I would play a lot. I, I got all all the achievements that you could get. I've asked you to stay away from religion in uh, this interview. Oh, that's Thank right. You. Well, I didn't bring up the Vatican. Oh, wait, I just did. I, I mean, uh, I didn't re- oh, oh. That is my one demand. Oh, boy. All that's right, well, it. He's out of here. That's it for Mr. Chris Cash. No. <laughs> uh, played it habitually. How about that? There, you, there go. you go. Um, I, I got a chance to be in the, the mob. And, cool. uh, and I, I actually answered my questions correctly. And I, and I got my, uh, the game. It was, uh, Geometry Wars 2 and the, the gamer points. <laughs> I remember it very vividly. <laughs> I re- you know, being a part of that and, you know, being selected to be a part of the mob, and then you know everything matters. You know your your hands start getting a little sweaty, right, and, and, right. and you get a part of the a part of the situation and and part of the the whole dynamic. I mean, you Chris were you, you were pioneering this. I mean, uh, you know, live interactive on the 360 first ever. Yeah. Um, any favorite moments for 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 you either from season one or season two that you pull away and you just go back and you always go back to those moments and think about. Uh, well, first of all, I mean, you brought up one right there, Geometry Wars. Is that one of the sexiest names in video games? <laughs> I mean, that's like when kids see on the shelves and go, gotta have that. A math game? Yes. yes. Nice. Um, no, I mean, there's a lot of moments I go back to, but um, I don't know. I would say for people who get the reference, uh, the whole Age of Booty thing, um, <laughs> that was one of the games we were giving away, Age of Booty, and I just kind of laughed at the name. And it kind of by accident <laughs> became this whole big thing. And uh, it was a pirate game. And I don't even remember how it happened, but I kind of started singing. And then it kind of be- became this almost, I guess, dare 
amongst the staff for me to keep going with it. And, uh, you and weren't, so you, weren't I, you weren't quoting Sir Mix a lot at any one point, were you? <laughs> no, no. This was this was the pirate, pirate game age of booty. And, uh, and I Yarr. just thought it was funny. And uh and so like I said, I almost became a dare to where I started singing and and then all of a sudden I said, you know, pull me a piece of music while we were back in the game and you know, I said, just start recording. I'm laying down a song, you know, and I knew it was gonna be ridiculous and a joke, but we just did it and then uh put it out and made it this whole big goofy thing. And for whatever reason, it became, you know, for for about a minute, kind of this little cult thing where every show people would be emailing, asking for it, put it up on Facebook. And uh, <laughs> so for just out of uh, the absurd factor, the age of booty phenomenon, whatever happened with that uh, was one of my favorite moments. But I would say just a lot of the moments that probably would mean, you know, very little to the average person uh, or or at least in terms of being memorable were some of my favorite moments just – you know, some of the times when we would do, you know, a pop quiz or something like that, or I would ask for a trivia question, and then I would get to pick up the phone. To me, that was the coolest mm-hmm. when I would, you know, when I convinced them, you know, to let me pick up the phone and call, let's call people. And uh, I remember one particular time and, you know, and, uh, you know, some of the times we'd call and we'd screen ahead of time, you know, just to make sure is the person going to be there, and, you know, so that we don't waste everybody's time. Right. But I remember one of the times that we call and, um, uh, in, in in the beginning, they would screen it, and then I would say, you know what, you guys don't, you know, put me through right away. Let me screen I don't wanna, it. I don't, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> lose any of that funny, awkward magic that might happen, you know. And so I remember one of the times uh, some mother answered the phone, <laughs> you know, because I always joked about what would happen on caller IDs, you know, because I really did wonder if it would say Xbox or you know, Microsoft Corporation. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I remember one time a mother answers and, you know, says, hello, and uh Hi, is, uh, and, I, and I'm seeing a gamer tag, you know, it's like monkey Zulu and I'm, and I'm thinking, <laughs> that's going to freak out some mother. So I remember going, uh, is, and then I have to see the name. Is Larry there? Uh, yes. Who is this? Um, this is Xbox live calling. And then I remember thinking I'm going to get some like, what do you mean? But instead it was just a, oh, okay, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Xbox is calling. <laughs> Xbox is calling. <laughs> Xbox is calling. What? <laughs> Xbox. And then finally, be hello. You know, hey, Larry. This is Chris Gashman. Oh, hey, mom, hang up. What? <laughs> mom, hang up. And it was just really funny. This really hilarious moment that was not even out over the air. Oh, and, right. that, and I went back to just thinking that was so genius, just to hear this mother-son exchange of. If she only really understood this was the video game that he's up playing in his room all the time, that that was actually us calling him, you know. Uh, <laughs> so it was a lot of those moments where, you know, I get to talk to people and, you know, even though it sounds cliche to, you know, but hey, where are you calling from? I really was curious, you know, where are you? And mm-hmm. then when they would be in some, you know, medicine hat Canada and I'd be like, wow, where's that? What is that? You know, it just was so fascinating to get to, you know, hear from people in these different walks of life that, you know, we were all there doing the same thing, you know, but we were in totally different, you know, walks of life, but uh, all kind of there competing and, and laughing and, and doing the same thing. So the, the, my favorite moments, quite frankly, were some of the just more average everyday phenomenons, like picking up the phone and just talking to people. And speaking of like locations and, and um, you know, where they're coming from and all that, uh, there is the um, the UK analogous version to you um, by the the guy's name is uh, James McCourt. Did you, is your production kind of like totally isolated from that? And like you never got in contact with them or never know what that was about? 
what uh, they did? No, I, I you know uh, uh, I don't know a ton of info about that other than the fact that I do know James. He when we were getting ready to do it, he came in. Uh, he came in and uh, I met him and we talked and and in fact I was already well into beta when they were bringing him on board. And so it was sort of like for a week, literally, which was sort of awkward, but it was like, James, just sit and watch him. And, <laughs> and he literally for a week kind of just watched me to figure out what this is and how this works. And uh, and then, yeah, and then they did the, the, the UK show. You know, I, I obviously wasn't a part of that. It was in a whole different time of the day. And right. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, I knew they were doing it. I know it didn't last as long. Oh, wow. uh, even shorter and, time period. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, at least to my knowledge, because I, I didn't see him after a while, and I, and I, I think I, I think I was led to believe that it kind of went away, and I think it was partially just due to the tech. They were hosting it from here, but had to shoot it all the way over to the UK, and uh, that was one actually one of those cool moments too in the very beginning when we were doing this. I knew I wasn't going to be a part of that, but I was still fascinated because they were do they would do some little tech checks with me. But, you know, I don't even know what it was, you know, vi- like via messenger or something. Hmm. And uh, so that I would see these two guys, you know, you know, via messenger from the UK, you know, and it was like the middle of the night to them. You <laughs> know. Uh, but they would, you know, then I would go through my paces and they would tell us, do they have it? Does it sound OK? And so that was kind of cool, too, to be like, wow, this is going to happen in some, you know, far off country. How cool is this? Hmm. Now, uh as we as we wrap up with you, Chris, and, and by the way, I, I want to say thanks again for for joining us, you know, on a Sunday night, and uh, you know, away from your family and and all that. I I really do appreciate it. Well, don't thank me. Thank my PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's at chriscashmanonline.com, right? Yes. That's right. That's right. Thank you with your patronage, with your clicks. I'm not sure what I will do with them, but please click there. Now, before you got involved with the gaming side of, of Microsoft, have you ever been involved in gaming before? Like, you know, you do you play games? What games do you like? That sort of thing. Um, I was semi, I was regionally famous for my uncanny knack at uh, Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I just sort of got it. I really just was able to figure it out. Um, I never got past Piston Honda, but <laughs> up, up through him, it was like a cakewalk for me. Um, no, I was I was a casual gamer. I mean, I I just didn't. I never had the patience for for you know. I was never the guy with Mario. Any any old school game I had, I never finished anything. Mm. I, I've mm. never won a game. Because I just can't, I just don't have the patience. Okay. You know, where, where something like one versus 100 was right up my alley because I thought, good, I don't have to win this. You know, <laughs> I, I can just go on, I can play, I can have fun, and I can check out when I'm ready to check out. So, um, you know, I, I, I played games and I loved them. Um, there was a gap of about like, I don't know, five to eight years where I didn't play because my heart was broken um, at a garage sale we were having. Uh, before I went off to college, and somebody stole my Atari Lynx that I was trying to sell. Oh, uh, that 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 dates it right there. The Atari Lynx <laughs> that was that was my hot video game. Uh, somebody swiped that from me, oh. and I was furious. And so I turned my my game up, my back on the industry for a while. Uh, and then you know, frankly, when I was at college, you know, none of the the technology wasn't what it is now. You know, we we, right. we couldn't do all the cool. I can't even imagine if I had. Xbox Live in like my dorm room or something now. How amazing that would be! I mean, with with Netflix and all that stuff. But uh, it was maybe it was for the better that I didn't have all of that. Um, so no, I, I you know I wasn't some sort of an insider or somebody who you know had any connection. I was I was just a dude, and 
you know, got hooked up with this and, you know, will forever be thankful that I did because, uh, you know, if, if that's all it was, and, you know, and I, you know, fade off into obscurity uh, in terms of Xbox, you know, then bummer. But um, still, I, I, you know, I feel very fortunate because it was way too cool. Like you said, I mean, I couldn't help but feel like, wow, man, this is kind of a, a you know, a pioneering effort here. And look at me. I get to be a part of it. I mean, you know, nobody gets to take this away from me. I get to be the first. I'm the first guy to get to do this. The first so. entry in Wikipedia for <laughs> for One versus 100 Live. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Alberto, did you have something you wanted to add there? Oh, well, uh, when you were coming into it, of course, uh, this is going on the geek gamer type side of things when you heard xbox of course so what's the first thing you that pops into your mind when you think xbox and xbox live like it, um, it could even be a title or or just like or, well, or, i mean of course, the of audience. course you know of course because of the timing i mean halo you know i just thought mm. you know oh yes this is you know on fire and i had already done some work not with xbox but within microsoft the company in general so so by default xbox was always you know, top of mind to me just because I had done other video work and and uh, things within Microsoft. And so, you know, when that came up and it was, you know, hey, they're auditioning and it's with Xbox, I thought, I, you know, I was automatically already, you know, smiling because I thought, cool, I already love this company. Okay, and, right you know, X- Xbox is the coolest, you know. So uh, I didn't really have any particular reference other than what, you know, uh, you know, why to think that it just was, it just was uh, something that I was hip to right away. And then, uh, you know, once I got my Xbox and I got up on live, you know, cause you know, it was a good, better part of a year before we ever went live that I was, you know, helping figure it out and do beta and all of that. Once I got live here at home and I saw what it was, it was like, I, I immediately was like, you know, evangelizing it to everybody I knew, you know, anybody who religion, I knew. Religion, religion, yeah. religion alert, religion <laughs> alert. <laughs> now we're even, okay. uh, you know, I, I just immediately was, you know, telling everybody I knew about how cool this was. Do you have it? You don't have it. You don't have, and, uh, you know, found myself even doing, you know, even trying to tweet and things from, you know, from my deck just because I could, you know, I was like, wow, this right. is crazy. And, uh, you know, I, and I honestly, I found myself preaching to everybody I knew, Religion again, preaching. <laughs> uh, I missed that uh, one. Two to one. All right. I just was so blown away by, you know, uh, everything from Netflix to, you know, then, you know, later, of course, they came out with Facebook and Twitter and all that. But I just, I saw it and I saw it streaming in HD and, uh, and you know, and as they've added things like Last FM and the music and all that, it's like I find myself trying to convince people like my parents, like, no, no, no you don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's a video game console. Technically, but it does so but, much more. Yeah. But it's so much more, and so so I and I and I've said this to people, and I really think it's true. Soon as and and I could see this happening in the next five years, as soon as Xbox stops branding itself as a video game console, which which they might never do, and they don't need to do. But my my point is is soon as the older generation doesn't see it as you know, oh, that's for video games. I don't care much for those. Uh, you know, as soon as they, it's not looked at it as that anymore and it's looked at it for what it actually is, you know, it's this just multi-platform entertainment system with movies, music, games, you know, all of the above, you know, you know, then it's going to be like, wow, look out. I mean, this thing is going to be a monster. I mean, because uh, I, I really think the only thing that's holding it back is the stereotype from the older generation that, you know, oh, that's for video games. I don't, I don't play games. Well, that's fine. You don't have to. But, you know, it's got it's got everything else. That you know, you the, the, the other thing I should have 
uh, I, I would have envisioned was the fact that you would have been the voice for Xbox Live. And it's because of the fact that you could have had a fist fight with Kevin Butler from Sony. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's even cooler about that? And this is this is how I win the fight with him. I don't even know who he is. I've never heard of him. <laughs> so he is he actually Sony Computer Entertainment uh, had this like spokesperson who was say a fake VP of Sony, ah. and essentially they, it's just you know they put him on camera and he is supposed to be a comedian and he's, he's spinning Sony for them. So well, I'd like to challenge him to a cage fight. <laughs> well, both of us <laughs> enter the octagon, only one of us walks out. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, obviously, Xbox kind of has that, you know, in terms of, you know, Major Nelson, he, you know, actually, right, you know, because I think there was that misconception too. a lot of people would send me messages and stuff, you know, I didn't actually work for Xbox, you know, I worked with them. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, I wasn't an employee, you know, I wasn't in behind closed door meetings and things like that, that, that Major Nelson is, you know, he's, he's an insider, he works for them, he, he has juice, he has information, and he has the knowledge to, you know, talk about the latest and greatest. So he's kind of obviously their, their mouthpiece at this point. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I, but he I doesn't would, pull it off. I, he wouldn't, I mean, I'm just joking, but you know, I went into his office one time to say, you know, cause I was thinking, I'll ask him, I'll just say, look, major, do you think maybe there's room for one more guy, you know, to do some stuff? And I chickened out when I got right to his desk. And first of all, on his desk, he has, oh. a, he has a bust of himself. <laughs> and then I realized I was standing on a trap door uh, and he had his hand on a lever. And I thought, you know what? This is, this is a dude I don't want to mess with. And I just said, oh, nothing, man. Just want to say, what's up? Hi. See you around. And, uh, so I chickened out. Um, so, no, obviously, uh, you know, yes, in, in a perfect world, and I've said this before too, you know, I've been, you know, I make my living doing uh, TV stuff out of Seattle and radio. And uh, the video game thing is something I never saw coming. And one versus one hundred was so cool because it was mostly unscripted, and they really let me be me. And when I got to be me, and you know, at least to some extent, it was working. And I was getting a relationship with people, and they were emailing and, and seemed to, you know, for the most part, like me. I thought, is this like the coolest thing or what? And uh, mm -hmm. you know, quite honestly, if I if I were you know if I had all of those things, you know, TV. Xbox radio, all of these things sitting in front of me and they were like, pick one. You can only pick one that, you know, that that's going to happen, you know, that, that you're going to work on. It, it would, it would have been the game. That's it awesome. really would have been because I just, I was so knocked out by what I was seeing on Xbox live. And I just thought, you know, all of the technology coming together, all of the things I had learned to do in TV, you know, and editing, because I do a lot of stuff behind the scenes as well, editing, you know, video, audio, all of that. I just thought it's all coming together in one place on a new platform and I just think that writing is on the wall for, you know, local TV stations. It's just, it's, the model is changing. It's getting kind of scary. Yeah. And, uh, I just, you know, undoubtedly saw Xbox and, and especially their live platform as the future. And I thought, man, if I could get on board that now, yes, please. Uh, David had one quick question for you, uh, before we start wrapping things up with you, Chris. Dave, uh, what, what was your question for Chris? Did you ever get to actually meet Bob Saget? 
<laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't ever get to meet Bob Saget. And some people asked, they were like, well, did you have to get his permission? Oh, God. <laughs> no, I had to get the Olsen twins permission. But I did not have to get Saget's permission. He, he, I mean, he's like I was in that, he, you know, he, he was a hired hand for them, you know, so hmm. I'm sure he wouldn't, he, you know, he was probably not even aware that this uh, existed. Uh, but I did get to do an interview with a guy named uh, Jay Thomas, who you might know is a, uh, a longtime actor. He was on Cheers and a comedian, and he actually does a, a show on satellite radio on Sirius XM. Hmm. And uh, he he had me on his show a couple of months ago uh, before we knew uh, this was all taking on water. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he actually talked about One Versus 100. He said, you know, I auditioned for that show. And I said, oh, no. He, he said, yeah, and then Saget got it. <laughs> then they wanted me to come in and watch Saget host it. And it was, it was this very funny, uh, you know, uh, scenario that I could kind of relate to of, of one of these painful. Like, yeah, I could tell he actually was almost pained by having to talk to me about it because it reminded him of that audition he didn't get. And, uh, you know, wow. so, so no, uh, I did not have to get Bob's permission. I like to think I would have gotten it, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, well, Chris, uh, obviously with uh, no more one versus 100, uh, are, uh, is there anything else coming down the pipe for you? What's the future of Mr. Chris Cashman? What's... What's going Look, um, you know, I, I certainly hope that you know, I have another opportunity one way or another with within Xbox. I don't have any idea what they have up their sleeve, um, you know, uh, but, you know, if it all goes away, fine. You know, I'm, I'm a hard worker. I'm a product of a blue collar family. You know, I grew up very old fashioned, you know, the son of a mill worker and a hairstylist. And, uh, you know, my, my dad, <laughs> Yeah. No, it's true. My dad would no, style no. hair and my mother uh, went to the mill six days a week and it was very traditional. And so I think I was brought up the right way. And, uh, you know, if, if I have to go back to the grind, then I will. But uh, in terms of what's coming down the line, uh, you know, uh, boy, we'll see. I, I Let me see what the fortune cookie says. Yeah. <laughs> your favorite numbers <laughs> you know well you know in, in uh living out here uh for the past few years you know and and obviously you know with with your dad and and what he's done uh you know in the community and then you know you and uh, yeah, ESPN people, radio it, it, and well there's probably a lot of people across the country going what do you mean who who's this cash my family uh, he went on a, one of the most notorious uh bank robbing sprees <laughs> In all of Western Washington. And so just to put that into context for people again, across the country, what that's all you need to know is we're a notorious family uh, who made off with a great deal of money. You heard it here first. That's right. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, uh, go ahead. Did you have something, Bruno? Uh I lost your train of thought. Right. No. no, actually, actually, it's totally related to the discussion. Um I'm surprised that you know game company hasn't been knocking down your door to have actually have voiceovers and stuff, or you do voice acting, My or goodness. maybe Sony going, hey, you know, we're going to do that game thing that Microsoft tried to do, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna get Chris, you know. Well, like like every little kid, you know, who's been scorned, you know, you always do like you get cut from your baseball team, you know, you have that daydream that the other team's going to pick you up, and you're like, <laughs> I'm gonna, they're going to be sorry, uh, <laughs> you know. I I would be lying if there wasn't one teeny part of me that probably at some point thought, you know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Competing game console. <laughs> Give me a call. We'll teach them. We'll show them good. But uh, this week no, on the Wii. Uh, <laughs> on the Wii. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. no, I'm still waiting for Atari Lynx to call. 
That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, you know, the reality is, is it, it was a, it was a major bummer to get that announcement, but, uh, I in no way, uh, have any ill will towards Xbox. They were super cool. The people I worked yeah. with were just as bummed that it was going away as I was. You know, they were the producers and the, hmm. the people, uh, you know, putting the show together. So, uh, you know, I, it's a, they're smart people at this company. They, this didn't just go away, you know, because uh, they must have had a reason. They must have some master plan, some bigger, you know, idea. And, uh, you know, again, maybe it was a product of it just being ahead of its time. It was too soon. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, could have been just a big boo-boo. <laughs> you know, I, I, I hope uh, that maybe the, the phone will ring. Like, We've made a terrible mistake. Will you come back, please? Um, but, uh, you know, if it doesn't, I'm, you know, I, I hold nothing against them because I, I had nothing but a great time. I mean, it was just, it was the coolest. You know? yeah. Next year it'll be one versus one million. That's right. That's right. <laughs> something with the connect or something. Yeah. Like that, you know, yeah. You have to wail your arms, uh, connect while with you, one million. While you play. <laughs> connect with one million. Uh, for people who want to follow Mr. Chris Cashman, you can visit his website, uh, chriscashmanonline.com and you can follow him on Twitter. Uh, Twitter.com slash Chris Cashman. You, you scored your name on Twitter. How, how did you? At, man, that's at Chris Cashman. You know, yeah. I'm proud of you for for noticing that. Yes, first of all, I did uh, because, quite frankly, you know, Twitter became this hot thing about the same time I was getting involved with Xbox. So uh, I remember thinking, Twitter, well, what would I do with that? And then a couple of weeks into meeting with Xbox folks, I thought, you know what? I think this might be the right platform for this. I think this might be the thing that would give me a reason to want to do this. And so, yeah, fortunately, I did do that. And uh, and I have since befriended the other Chris Cashman uh, on Facebook, who is actually Chris Cashman out of Hollywood, who is uh, like a, a producer, director, and in, in Will Ferrell's body double wow. in a lot of movies because a lot of people – will uh, talk to me and they'll say, hey, checked out your bio, man. You're like in all these Will Ferrell movies. <laughs> uh, nice. No, that's the other dude. And uh, there was some press even that was done, you know, within uh, season one or two. And we would get hyperlinked to each other on a regular basis. <laughs> so I thought, I thought, you know what? I got to reach out to this dude. And <laughs> and uh, so we, we, he and I are on a mission because we seem like we're kind of the same guy. Uh, we are on a mission because ChrisCashman.com was taken uh, I would like to say unjustifiably by a real estate guy in the Midwest. Oh my goodness! And and that is a bummer because um, that would have been fun to have. But I, I missed the boat on that one. He has it. He sells homes with it. And uh, so we're trying to decide if we want to do a Chris Cashman and Chris Cashman road trip to confront Chris Cashman. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris, this is Chris. But I did. But I did beat him to at Chris Cashman on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, he's probably not hip. <laughs> Well, for those yeah. of you locally in the Seattle metro area, you can actually listen to Chris Cashman every afternoon on the uh, Kevin Calabro show on ESPN. Oh, hey, you ready for this? What's Update. 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 Uh-oh. Breaking Uh-oh. news. Breaking you news. Can ding, 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 ding. on this. Here first. Uh, beginning August 9th, a week uh, from tomorrow, right. as a matter of fact, I will actually now be the producer and co-host of a brand new show <gasps> on 710 ESPN Seattle from noon to three alongside the Graz who's a long-time Seattle sports legend. Yes. He's coming over. He's starting a new show. He was nice enough to ask me to team up with him. I'm going to. And so uh, we got a whole new thing coming. So noon to three. Wow. That's nice. cool. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. Definitely. Awesome. Well, well, Chris, you know, you, you're you're going to be a lifetime friend of the show. We, we appreciate you having you on here. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, 
If there's anything we can do to help uh, your job uh, teaching uh, skills, you know, let us know. I mean, if there, if you need a game out there, we can try to get you into. We'll try. Well, can you guys just keep your eyes peeled for jobs in general? For yeah. Me? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm able-bodied. I can lift 50 pounds. There you go. I have a strong back. All of the things that they ask on applications, you know, check right down the, the list is yes. Team. No, fel- no felonies. So, um, team player, (laughs) all that stuff. Real team player, very motivated. (laughs) Uh, So, so let me know. We'll do, Chris. Well, hey, Chris, thank you so much for spending uh, your Sunday night with us, and you have a great one. All right. I gotta say, guys, thank you uh, for giving a rip. We did. Hey, we 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 we, uh, (laughs) we invited you in your into our living rooms every week, and you know, we got to know you, and uh, you know, I I've, I've heard your name in this area for a long time, and just to be able to talk to you, I you know, I. I feel honored too. So I, well, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, for the most part, it's like, well, you know, when I first heard it, Chris Cashman was like, and for the most part, it's like, well, I don't think we're going to be getting anyone on the show who's kind of like part of the industry. <laughs> no, but, no, so it's like, you know, it's, hey, cool. <laughs> no, well, thanks to you guys uh, because, you know, it, this is a two way street. I mean, likewise, because as I said, you know what, a couple of years ago, if you guys were like, hey, be on our podcast, I'd be like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What? But now I know how legitimate this is, and this is cool. I mean, you, you know, you guys are, you know, reaching a global audience as well. So, you know, again, thanks, honestly, honestly, yeah. thanks for caring, and, uh, and and thanks a ton for for having me on. This is too cool. Yeah, awesome, Chris. Well, hey, Chris, have a great night, and we hope to touch base with you on a future project later on. Until then, I'm off to sulk. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> See you, Chris. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Night. And and that is Mr. Uh, Chris Cashman from One Versus One Hundred, the the now defunct show, which yeah. did not get renewed, uh, unfortunately. Good. Rest yes. in peace. Yeah, I mean, just hey, um, yeah, go ahead, John. A slight clarification, um, or on that that for yourself. That little, no, well, yeah, probably me and anybody else listening that doesn't know. He was talking at the end that he's going to be doing a a new gig with somebody there. Uh, that was on ESPN, correct? Uh, ESPN seven ten AM AM radio, and he's going to be co-hosting twelve to three. Okay. Right. Well, see so, you now it, it wasn't until Umberto said you know, seven ten. I'm okay. Uh, was that some cable channel? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. You know, it's like um, okay. So it's you're radio. not a sports fan, so you wouldn't know. <laughs> no. So I mean, no, yeah. I mean, uh, probably a clarification on the uh, on exactly what format that's it. Yeah, it's it's actually radio, and that's uh, it's broadcasted <laughs> off a transmitter. Is that is that uh, the hey. AM? Or but it's SM? but it's sports hey. radio. Oh, yeah, what's up, Kyle? Yes, Kyle. What's up? What's up? You got some companion cubes there. Is that what that is? Yep, got companion cubes and some other <laughs> companion cubes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that's all. Okay. That's all. Uh, I like to remind everybody that this show, is, and this is really late in the show, uh, but this show is brought to you by GoToMeeting.com. GoToMeeting is your premier place and source uh, to have your online meetings and save you a lot of money. Why go to the airport? Why go through security, getting strip searched by John? Oh, really? I mean, yeah. <laughs> not by John. Yeah. But, but getting searched and, and going through the process when you can save money and telecommute and bring everyone together from the confines of your own place. And it's really great and easy. You could send a link out, have five people or 500 people, go to meeting.com slash tech podcast. If you hit that site right now, you get a free 30-day trial. Try it today. It's awesome. Go to meeting.com slash tech podcasts. 
it's neat, and that's not the official slogan, but it's 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 really cool. I've tried it. I've used <laughs> don't, don't, it. Don't be a don't that's, be a Steve Jobs. <laughs> don't be a Steve Jobs. It's incredible. It's it's extraordinary. Um, it's the next thing. I gotta say that was really cool having having Chris uh, hang out with us. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, we, we often enough don't get the opportunity and chance to talk or get the the story behind the story. And uh, to to find out, you know, obviously he didn't know why it got canceled, right? But at least we got, you know, we got information, you know, that normally you wouldn't get unless you ask and, and oh, try yeah. to find out, you know. Um, so Kyle, you got to uh, talk to uh, to one of your heroes on Friday nights that you would hang out in bed with. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> really? That was fun. Thanks for having him on, Chase. That was cool. Yeah. Um. So, so, Mr. Kyle, you got to tell us, do you have a, a, a moment, a memorable moment from, from it that you can pull away from uh, one versus 100 at all? Uh, I thought it was always fun to play with you and everyone else. Um, and then just the snowman, that was funny. And all the funny names we've seen on there. So it's oh, a good yeah. game to play with everyone. Yeah. I mean, that's, that makes it worthwhile. Now, now, David, I, I know that you, uh, didn't care too much for one versus one hundred. I know you played. I'm once. just too stupid for it. Oh, <laughs> flat out. Ah, <laughs> oh, don't cut yourself short, John. What, your 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 feelings and remembrances of one versus one hundred. Um, you know, actually, I was rather disappointed during the week. It was hard for me to get home soon enough to be able to play the extended but, play, at least. Yeah, yeah. Versus uh, coming and you know, one came over here and played with you guys. But some of that was prior to me even having my Xbox. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, and you got the Xbox primarily for for Netflix anyway. I mean, um, actually, you know, that was a oh side effect, a secondary effect. Okay. You know, you know, Netflix can thank Xbox for having that there in the free pass and getting my business. You know, in from buying having bought the Xbox. Hmm. Well, we are we are Geek Gamer Radio or weekly. Part of the reason why we, you know, we've changed our, our, our name up a bit is uh, we come out weekly. We may have some specials during the week, but we come out weekly. And the radio name uh, was confusing some listeners out there, and so we, you know, we wanted to make it sound not older but newer. And radio kind of gave it that older con- connotation to it. I had to tell John what radio is. You know, Chris Cashman doing 710 ESPN. He's like, what, what's that? <laughs> we'll play it. So 710 AM in the Seattle metro area. Um, so we're going to bring you the top geek stories, as we always do. But we're going to do a lot more emphasis on gaming because we are big gamers. We love to game um, and all that fun stuff. Um, but first, a really big top story in the world of geek stuff. And that is that two, twofold. First off. The U.S. government last Thursday announced that it is legal, huh? legal to legally unlock your device so you can run software applications <gasps> that haven't been approved by Apple on your iPhone, which basically means you can jailbreak your phone. No, no, and it is legal. No. Apple cannot sue you for it. Uh, they do uh, like to remind you, though, that it is against your warranty. I see that David's impressed by that. Oh, da- David, uh, well, David has an iPod Touch. That he could jailbreak and uh, it would be uh, legal. Oh, that's it. He had the manual out for his iPod to see how to jailbreak it. That <laughs> yes. Now speaking of jailbreaking today, 
uh, as we record this, we're recording this on Sunday, August 1st. Uh, Comics is his name, and he released, along with uh, the, I, I, the dev team, the iPhone 4 jailbreak has now been released. It is out there right now. If you go to use your iPhone, and this actually works for any previous edition from today before, uh, jailbreakme.com is the URL. You hit that website on your phone, bam, you're, you're good to go. What, you got a free pass? Anyone who doesn't even know what's of the, what this is related to the iPhone saying jailbreakme.com, it's like it's, as if someone's pleading to. Yeah. Do not. <laughs> Do not the free pass. Do not go to jail. So, so Kyle is doing that right now. We can see him. Uh, he's actually doing it right now. <laughs> I'm just looking I'm at it. Try it on my t- touch. Oh. You, you... I've got an iPhone 3GS. I'm not using. I could try it on. Okay, and actually, you just do the slide. They, they do. They do recommend that you sync before doing it in case anything obviously bad happens. But so, Kyle, are you doing it live right now? No, I have no reason to do it. I like my service. There's nothing I'm missing. You I mean you don't at... like running, being able to run unrestricted applications? Like what? Like a, a great one, for example, would be Backgrounder, a true backgrounding application. I, right. I don't use my 32 gigabyte phone. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't sound smart. Yes. <laughs> All right, so wait, wait. Here's David. Okay. There's David. He's got his iPod Touch. Yep. Passwords up there and all. It's, it's asking him to slide to jailbreak. What? David's doing? doing it. He's doing it live right now. <laughs> he is. Put it up on the screen. Show Let's us. Watch it. Come on, David. Let us see. All right. He uh, just broke his wait. Uh, what, what? Did it? Did it do it? I don't know. It's just sitting there. What did it say? It, it's supposed to say install. It said, it, it said slide to jailbreak, and then it showed it's showing the screen. <laughs> All right. You might need to back up. Try it again. Refresh the screen. I know the server's getting really hit really hard. Yes. Yeah, so you just. You just. Hammered the you know, server with that live. <laughs> There's so many yeah, people watching my... right now. Yes. All two of them. All two of the them. Tipping point. <laughs> oh, I'm one of those. You guys heard of the DEF CON conference that happens out in Las Vegas every year? Yes, I would love to go. Okay. Uh, a hacker using $1,500 in cell phone equipment that is legally obtainable. He put together a device that is able and capable, able and capable, <laughs> of... Cracking Ready. cell phone calls on the GSM network. Take that, AT&T <laughs> lover. Um, <laughs> Chris Paget showed Saturday the weaknesses in the GSM. Now, this article is talking about the 2G GSM technology, not the 3G or the 4G stuff. But if, it, if you're using an iPhone and you're, you're making your call over the 3G network, you're fine. But if you're in an area... That is on the edge. That's 2G. Uh, your phone conversations could be susceptible to an attack. Uh, and so this guy was able to demonstrate how you could he could log in and basically listen to tel- telephone conversations. No, but no, he would uh, latch on to your outgoing calls. Outgoing calls, but yeah, he could. He'd be, he would yeah. be listening to your conversations, though. Hmm. Yes, and uh, recording. Now, John, you have a Verizon phone. Which is using the CDMA yep. technology, uh-huh. and it, uh, you don't have to worry about that. Nope, nope. And I use 3G anyway, mostly for my calls, so I don't, I don't have to worry yeah. about that either. So, David, do we have an update on the uh, live jailbreak? 
Uh, it's still just sitting there on that screen. I went back to the site and reloaded it and whatnot, and it, it just said the installer crashed the last time you tried. Maybe if you try again, it'll work. <laughs> so you'll have to keep trying. <laughs> and The uh, princess is in a different castle. The pr- <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Kyle? You're not going to do it, huh? I'm not going to do it. All right. Fine. I'm not going to do no it either. Reason. I don't care enough. So. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I don't either. In other geek news, YouTube has increased their upload time from 10 to 15 minutes for all users. So now it'll take less. I'm so excited. I know. <laughs> Five extra minutes to, to talk online. That's right. So or you, at least record. Or at least we online. could split up our video in more nicer chunks, right? You know, Possibly. Fewer chunks. Great. Or you could watch a, a movie in, in 15-minute chunks that somebody shot with their cell phone camera. <laughs> that's true that's true that's a really long video though i mean you know that's like a lot of chunks but all right uh video game news video game news you guys heard about the recent glitch that caused twelve thousand modern warfare 2 players on steam to be banned <laughs> sorry i know <laughs> forget this john valve ohmed up to the air and they make they're making amends. Yeah, I read the article. And they're giving away free copies of Left 4 Dead 2. Kind of makes me wish I actually gave enough of a crap to play Modern Warfare 2. Well, uh, we, we've talked about this subject here on the show at nauseum uh, <laughs> about why. John, why don't you talk to us uh, at nauseum about how you no. love the game? No, sorry. No. Move along. Nothing to see there. All right. Keep going. Not Let's worth our time. So anyway, they gave away copies of the game. That's how you make gamers happy. Give them free stuff. Yes. Uh, boy. Porn sent to a child on Xbox Live. We didn't bring this up to Chris Cashman, but we should have. It happened again. An <laughs> 11-year-old expo- was exposed to adult content, and his mother goes on a warpath. Uh, apparently, the unnamed son of Maria, uh, I'm sorry, Rosie Garcia, received pornography through Xbox Live from a gamer that he met online. And now she is saying that this is a failure of the Xbox Live system that did not protect her son from pornography. Did she put the parental controls on? She probably didn't. <laughs> Wasn't there a disclaimer saying we're not we're not responsible for your children? It doesn't say that. <laughs> I don't think it says that in the disclaimer. Um yeah. Quote when are they when they are playing against their friends, it's a controlled environment. But when they join a party, it can be someone in Japan, Australia, anywhere in the world. Your backyard. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry. What am I'm serious. No, what, I mean, what's going on with parents? I mean, seriously, folks. They just don't know. They don't know or they don't care. Well, you know, it's not their fault if they don't know. I mean, that's their thing. Well, I don't know. So I can't be held responsible for this. Hmm. Who knows? Yeah, I, just, I just do it. I just do it the easy way. Whenever I bring my Xbox upstairs for my daughter to play it, I don't have it hooked up to Xbox Live, and she knows about the ratings and knows what she can and can't play. And simple. <laughs> what games do you allow her to play that are subjectable? Like Grand uh, Theft Auto, I, Bioshock. Yeah, Bioshock. Yeah, yeah, I have her uh, sitting in my lap while I'm playing Grand Theft Auto. You know, if you kill that hooker, you can get your money back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Oh boy! <laughs> Look, honey, uh. honey, this is how you get your money back. <laughs> oh boy! 
Oh boy! All right. No, I pretty much just taught her about the the ratings on the games, and I told her if it's rated E, go ahead. If it's rated T, you got to ask me first, and if it's rated M, forget about it. Hmm. <laughs> M-, M is for mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't know if you guys have heard, uh, but uh, obviously Rockstar is working on their next edition of the Grand Theft Auto franchise, uh, mm. Grand Theft Auto Five. And Rockstar, this is a rumor, Rockstar has chosen Hollywood as the setting, or the fictional setting. So it looks like Southern California will be back. Uh, remember, it was chosen before, maybe not Hollywood, but the uh, you know Grand Theft Auto San Andreas uh, franchise. So mm. it will be back. Uh, there's no telling, uh, but these are rumors. So take that with a grain of salt, as, as you may think. Uh, World of Warcraft. Uh, we, we've talked about World of Warcraft and uh-huh. how it can be, make you an addictive soul. Uh, Nikki Hayek, uh, this story of Nikki Hayek was stuck at home for, sick for a week when he was 13. Out of boredom, he started playing World of Warcraft. This sounds like Kyle's story. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, better things do when I was 13. During, well, maybe not 13, but maybe you know, a few years ago, a couple years ago. During the next five years, he spent somewhere between 175 and 200 solid days, or well over 4,000 hours, wow. playing the game. On average, it's more than two hours per day, every day. According to Ike, he could start up the game on Friday when he got home from school and not turn it off until early Monday morning. Oh, God. The 18-year-old... New Jersey resident and recent high school grad decided it was time to quit. And he did so earlier this month in an extraordinary fashion. He tried deactivating his account before. It only lasted for a couple weeks before it turned back on again. So on July 8th, he started up the video camera and disman- d- began dismantling everything he had created over the years. In just two minutes, he gives away all his virtual gear and then manually deletes his characters. And he said he finally done it. And it's been viewed by over f- half a million people. Um, now, Kyle, you play? do you still play World of Warcraft? No, not at all. It's no. been years. Okay, so you're, you're, you're out of there. You've deleted your characters. Long time ago. You've deleted. Deleted. It might be there. I don't know. Uh, I have, <laughs> I have, I have, look at last time I played. The girlfriend plays all the time. Hmm. Would you say she's addicted? Yes. She she's is addicted to World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying that loudly. So she, <laughs> Has she seen the video? That's right. She will. Do you guys consider like World of Warcraft addiction yes. on, the, <laughs> on the same <laughs> level as drug addictions? Yes. Um, it's easily. an addiction, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it can ruin your life. Um, it's ruined my life. Isolate you from others. <laughs> it's isolated me from John. I've been shot down on a few dates before. I don't think World of Warcraft's the reason, Kyle. No, it was. It was the beard. It was the beard. It was that. What was that on your chin? I'm going to go. <laughs> He's got the clipper. <laughs> do it on camera. Do it Do it on camera right now. I don't, I might, I don't have a place to click. I'll be back in five, two minutes. <laughs> All right. Okay. He's, he's going to do it live. <laughs> This is a this Remove. is a show of firsts, ladies and gentlemen. Removing uh, the beard. A, a show of firsts here on Geek Gamer Weekly, <laughs> or the grizzly look, or something. 
Yes. <laughs> that, so now we, we need to mumble and banter mm-hmm. for the next few minutes. <laughs> well, we just continue on and then you can play. Uh, <laughs> get the report from Chase. I think Kyle. you should demo the. Uh, What's that, John? The, uh, oh, I was looking actually at the uh, game release list there and I was thinking it'd be funny if. Uh, we should get David the uh, Door the Explorer, Door's Big Birthday Adventure. For, for what system? Well, what's that out? That's the uh, DS. Okay. I don't have a DS, so bite me. I thought you did. They nope. had all those. So, so here, uh, while while Kyle is getting collected and and getting things squared away for his on air shave of his face, uh, let's talk about the release list. Now, last week was a was a big uh, release uh, of of some uh, of popular titles. This week, not so much. Uh, <laughs> the highlights, but there's a couple. Uh, first off, Earthworm. Jim, uh, HD hits the uh, PS3 marketplace, uh, as well as a exclusive title for the PlayStation 3 uh, network as well. Disney Sing It Family Hits. So you could sing uh, Little Mermaid songs or Lion King songs. Is that songs. a Blu-ray? Uh, probably. 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 Oh, yeah, well, PlayStation all, 3. So, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, well, all the games that are made on the PS3 are on, on Blu-ray. I thought Disney did everything in Blu-ray now. Well, they did. Do, whatever. Uh, <laughs> coming up for the Xbox 360, uh, we have a, a Castlevania Harmony of Despair. That's a Xbox Live Arcade title. Coming up for the Wii, two very popular titles. One, uh, Chuck E. Cheese's Party Games and Disney's Sing It Family Hits as wow, well. Wow, something from Chuck E. Cheese. My goodness. Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. It actually hits the video games. And it has a secret code to get into the rape room. Oh, <laughs> the special room. You didn't have to say the, the Oh, come on. It was the rape room. Okay. We all known it as a rape room. So it's some sort of like Wii motion thing or whatever. That's right. You have to fight your way through the walls <laughs> to, uh, to break out of the rape room. Um, coming out on the Nintendo D. <laughs> You're right there, David. <laughs> <laughs> David, you okay? Come on, come back to us. I don't think he is. <laughs> I think he's gone. He's gone. He's uh, gone. Coming, uh, coming out from the Nintendo breed DS, we got breed. Dora the Explorer, Dora's Big Birthday Adventure, uh, Junior Classic Books and Fairy Tales, Matchup, and Monster Rancher DS. That's it. Now, the, the release this is light this week. Next week is a very big release week with Madden NFL 11. Oh. <laughs> what's wrong there, Berto? <laughs> oh, what's that? All right, so so Kyle, you're back, and so what? What have we got going on? Uh, she wants me to move out because I shaved it off. Oh, oh, you live <laughs> no, with her? I, I think she's mad because yes. of those comments you her. made about playing WoW. Well, I think it was the comments that you we made about WoW. Ah, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do? This is bad. This is a train wreck. See, now we hear an echo. That needs to stop. Well, she wanted to say hello. No, she doesn't. All right, never mind. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the show was going so well. We had a good interview with Chris, and and then this just and then this just just tore us up. Uh, a couple of program notes to make. First off, folks. Uh, we're going to be trying in the future to get more interviews with uh, members of the gaming community. So if there's anybody uh, that you would like to hear uh, oh, and, and talk with in regards to gaming and geeky stuff, send us a note. The email address is ggr at geekgamerradio.com. Um, also, the URL of our website will not change. 
it will still be geekgamerradio.com. You can go to geekgamerweekly.com. It's just going to forward you over. Uh, so the URL won't change, but the show name is Geek Gamer Weekly. Uh, we hope to be adding in some new segments to the show. Uh, one of them will be called From the Archives, where we pull out a game that's been released. It's considered older. I guess it could be old as in last year, last week, uh, from another console. And we're going to challenge other people here on the panel to play the game and talk about it. And I seem to remember trying this one time. Well, that was the Games Outside Our Realm series. I still have nightmares about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What, what was the name that gave you? What was the game that gave you nightmares, David? I'm not. I'm not even going to say it. No, no. You have to. Do not say the name. Think of it as a Harry Potter guy. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way that I can uh, help th- help this along, David, is I have some games in my library that I I can give to to John here. Uh, and I even have a console that I could uh, lend to Umberto so he can start playing some games again if he haven't replaced his console. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, and by the way, folks, in case you don't know this, uh, you know how Xbox, uh, Microsoft came out with these special edition consoles? They were 250 gigs, like the Final Fantasy Edition or the Modern Warfare 2 Edition. 250 gigs, two controllers, but a custom-painted older console. Well, Best Buy has dropped the price of these down to 299 so if you don't want the new slick edition and you want an extra controller plus the game plus the custom edition, two ninety nine is a really really good deal, uh, and you're still honored with that red ring warranty. So if you're looking for a console and you still haven't picked one up yet, or you're uh, a nut and you like those special edition stuff, go ahead and pick that up. Uh, but yeah, we'll be starting the games outside or not games outside around, but uh, from the archives. <laughs> Uh, and I'll uh, give these guys some titles to play, and they'll and, and I know Umberto's got some titles from his collection uh, that he could probably say, "Hey Chase, I want you to try this," and we're just going to play it as much as we can over a week, and we'll talk about it, and we'll add that as a segment, and we'll also add in a uh, classic gaming segment with Mister David Miller, uh, and uh, David will have a week to think of something to play and then report on for next week. Do you have anything oh, you've, you, you've thought about that you you know you want to? review for us oh i did drag out my nintendo 64 earlier today okay yes there you go i got that in the archives in my garage somewhere my n64 i've got like three of them laying around so it wasn't real hard to find one <laughs> all right so uh so a n64 title we'll say uh maybe all right cool thanks for the commit for that i, I appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> oh, i guess all right. So, uh, what do you guys think of that? Uh, the plan from from the archives and a classic gaming segment. All right. John, you down for that? I guess so. All right. You can play 10 minutes of a game. 10. 15, maybe. I could send him a Game Boy <laughs> with Pokemon. I have Game Boys here. I have plenty of Game Boys. I can give John a Game Boy. That's not a problem. It'd take me 10 minutes out to figure out how to turn the damn thing there's on. A, oh. There's a Switch, John. There's a Switch. It's a mini computer. It's a... <laughs> Does it have internets? Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> Kyle McDaniel, you could find you on Xbox Live. Your user tag handle is PDX Notos. Yes, it is. And I'll be back on there soon when I get my whole network all rebuilt. And playing some Red Dead Redemption right now, right? S- I need to. Yeah. <laughs> Almost said, going to be playing some 1 versus 100. Oh. I wish. Oh. <laughs> I say that. So sad. 
David Miller's Dalimar on Xbox Live. Uh, what have you been playing lately? Uh, like I said, I drug out my Nintendo 64 earlier and relived the disappointment that is Cruising USA. Oh, that's right. It was really, <laughs> it was really bad on the N64, by the way. It wasn't very good. Golden. I remember seeing the arcade. I remember seeing the arcade for that and Killer Instinct. The Ultra 64 coming soon. Get this in your home. And we finally get the N64. And what the hell is this? I, I would say that one of the best games ever was Goldeneye for the uh, N64 and Super Mario okay. World or well, Super Mario. Yeah. yeah, not Super Mario World. Super Mario 64. 64. Thank you. Yeah, you I hate that game. Yeah, they had a lot of 64 <laughs> titles in there. So. That's right. Super Ultra 64. Uh, Umberto Lindsay's uh, on Xbox Live, but he hasn't been on Xbox Live. Oh, no, I have. <laughs> you have? Yeah. Okay, cool. He was just logged in uh, yesterday. At your house? Yeah. What are you guys playing? Well, I was playing. He was playing. Uh, he was using your he console was on a, to play real games. He was on a PC, and then I was on the Xbox, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, John Kessler is can be found there. He's the, our, our resident Volkswagen geek. Yes. You can find him, uh, <laughs> LPNW. Kenny, there's a space in there somewhere. Yeah, space, yeah. Uh, just to bring up a calendar of events, if you're interested in LAN computer gaming parties, there's this month is a, is a great month for them. Uh, August 21st and 22nd, LAN Party Northwest up here in Marysville, Washington, is having uh-huh. a LAN event. Uh, first one since February. So uh, right now there's about uh, half people signed up for it, so we'd love to have you. Website is lpnw.com. Yes. Also coming up in the last weekend of August, August 28th and 29th, is Damlan. Uh, oh. There's been... Go, go, Kyle. I can go now. With, with, all the, with all the different dates and all the different shufflings, they finally have decided it's going to happen down at Tugboat Annie's, uh, the very popular venue right there on the water, Olympia Waterfront. Uh, their website, damland.net, is the website, damland.net. And that's D-A-M-N-L-A-N.net. Um, and you can find me, by the way, on Xbox Live. My user tag handle is LPNW space Sir Chaos, S-I-R-C-H-A-O-S. Anything else you guys want to throw out there and add before we say goodnight to everybody? Nope. Nobody. All right. Thanks, oh. Chase. Oh, oh. <laughs> sure. Hey, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just want to remind everybody you can find us on the iTunes store uh, just do a search for Geek Gamer Weekly we have a video version and an audio version so whatever you want to use go for it audio version is a little bit smaller uh, you can also find us on the Zoom Marketplace also if you hit up our website geekgamerradio.com there you can use your own pod catching client and you can use the RSS feed and put it in any pod provider or platform provi- you know what I'm trying to say yeah <laughs> My special thanks to Mr. Chris Cashman for joining us on the show today. You can find more of Chris at chriscashmanonline.com and locally in the Seattle metro area on 710 ESPN Seattle. Uh, I just want to say thanks to all the listeners. Hope you enjoyed this very special edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. And as always, we end this show each week this very special way. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Chris. (laughs) See you guys later.